everyone, Dave and Jeff, we're liars. We said we're going to do a show on a Thursday. We're actually <laughs> doing the show on a Wednesday to, to basically give you two quickly so you guys are ready to go for you have the rest of the week to figure it out and listen either on Thursday or Friday. We're trying to give you something because Leisure Fryer complains about everything. Muted him about six weeks ago. I don't no hear a fucking way. word. No Straight. way. You did? Yeah, I don't hear shit. I muted about 60 people. God, so great. I think a lot of people, someone wrote today on uh, on Twitter about Padres Twitter saying that Padres Twitter has turned into that family vacation where you just want to kill each other. Yeah. And saying all of a sudden everyone's just sick of shit at each other. It's because the team is shit, though. Right. But they got the problem was, and, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on that shitty team. I got better shit to talk about. <laughs> but... The problem was they tickled our nuts with a feather yep. coming out of the gate. And we were excited because Machado and Tatis, Paddock made the team. It was fun. Just killing the other team's social media accounts was outstanding. Everybody on Padres Twitter was better than before. And then, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't Padres Twitter. It was the team. The team couldn't perform to the standard that Padre Twitter was You're performing You're 100% at. right. You're 100% right. Padre Twitter fucking brought their A game every night. The problem was they were fighting a battle for a team that couldn't that that was showing up in a green singlet every night. <laughs> so I was like a goes to a wrestling reference. Right, but I always at the start I was like, "Ah, fucking yep. Padre." And I was like, "Well, no. These guys still have their A game. They're still the fucking gazelles." But the team is not matching – their output is not matching the output yeah. of Padres' Twitter. And I think Padres' Twitter slowly, one by one, is starting Figured to say, yeah. And now they're just like, shit, we got to get to the offseason. This team can't go two turns. It sucks. And make it end. You know what's what's weird? I know you don't want to spend a lot of time on Padre baseball, but you're right. Their excitement factor at the beginning, and especially when Tatis got hurt, you kind of said, right. all right, there's no reason to watch anymore. When you look at Padre baseball, they started off the season 11-5, and then they've played below 500 balls since then. Oh, we're aware of it. All yeah. of us are going to have to give you 100 bucks, you dick. So, well, I, I'm not going to count my money till it actually happens because at the Good. same time, they play the Rockies a lot down the stretch. Here's the, the deal, though. Because I, you don't want it to be this way next summer. We don't want to have the same conversation next summer no. about getting ready for football season when there isn't an NFL team here and San Diego State doesn't play anybody on that schedule. You want it to last. Are you still a Preller guy? I mean, when you look no. at these I'm glad to hear you say it because when you nope. look at these numbers and this roster, it is inexcusable. And it's no signs that it's getting any better. Uh, and I'm not a Preller guy. I appreciate what he did as far as going out and getting a few guys, but I'm not an Andy Green guy. Look, man, you're not good enough. And the problem is when you watch teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros and the Twins and fill in a lot more blanks, yeah. as many as you want, they go, God dang it. And, and I don't think it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just telling you. Uh, I love the fact that Paddock is still in this game as we watch tonight in the fifth inning and is getting himself out of trouble. I like it. I just didn't see significant improvement that you were supposed to see this year. Ron Fowler expects his team to be a 500 team, and 
love him. I don't think anybody hates Ron. Nobody does. No, but I like it. I like that you have an owner that that demands more. But I don't know, Dave. We'll we'll see what happens next year. I'm not I'm not turning in my fan membership. I'm not going to become a fan of the Angels or try no, to jump aren't. full it, back on the Twins bandwagon. People I, would love to do that in certain situations. You can't. As a no. sports fan, you're just stuck with it. Whatever yeah. you are, you are. You but, can't change that part that's in your blood. But again, you look at. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine today who loves the Tigers, right? Yeah. Tigers went out and hired Ron Gardenhire, who was a finalist for this job. Now, the Tigers don't have a very good team. I think they're at like 39 wins. Yeah, they're terrible. Well, Ron Gardenhire is the guy. Yeah. So if he was queen of the dance, maybe they're at 60 wins. But it just shows you shit. I don't know, Dave. I don't know if it's AJ's fault. I don't know if it's. Andy's fault. I don't know whose fault it is, but I just feel like, I, I mean, I'm reading this insane quote from Andy last night trying to explain why Urias is at shortstop. And it's just this bullshit idea that you're going to try to tell us that Urias at short is a better option than Machado. And I'm like, dude, you lose all credibility. Yep. You lose all credibility instantly because, oh, we like Ty France and Manny's at third. Unless Manny came out and told them behind closed doors, I'm staying at third, then you go, oh, well, fuck. That's, right. that's the only way it possibly That's the only way sense. it could have happened, right? That's the only way it should make sense. Right. And it, why not make that public? Why don't right. you take it off? Just because say, hey, Manny, just, he, we made him a third baseman, and he wants to say a third baseman. Yep. And... Hey, he's still learning, he's getting it, and he doesn't like moving around. And, and I bet everybody in this fan base would go like, oh, cool. Yep. And we'd probably be a lot more willing to give Urias the benefit of the doubt when he airmails it or does anything else. But I just, I don't know. Well, a lot of shit that frustrates me about it, this, the it way does, this team's you're, run. You're, you and Ernie, well, you can't even have a conversation with the Ernie, so I'll talk to you because at least you're reasonable as a sports fan. Who do you want back that starts in the everyday eight? Like, who do you want back next oh. year when you go, hey, I, I want that guy back in 2020? Oh, I'll tell you right now. Okay, good. Actually, a lot. Okay. I'll take Mejia. I'll nope. take Hosmer. I'll take Tatis. I'll take Machado. I'll take Renfro. I don't even know if you want Renfro. Hasn't done one damn thing since Reyes left. Well. He, like, he has forgotten to hit the ball out of well, the ballpark. I, I forgot that you're so goddamn He's productive with a broken heart. <laughs> Uh, I'm still in on Renfro, Dave. There were too many years when you didn't even have, and you could talk juice baseball. You could say whatever. He's been horseshit for six weeks. I watched when goddamn Salarte led this team with 11 uh. home runs. And if you got a legit 30 bomb guy in the middle of the lineup, I, I take it. I remember when Rob Deere was the guy who inky dinky do. We were excited for bullshit. <clears throat> uh, I'll go with, you ask me who we want. Okay, back. go ahead. So you want Renfro back. I'll take Renfro back. Uh, there are more people on the Margot bandwagon. I'm not a Margot no, guy. You cannot be a Margot guy. He's hitting 243. Yeah. Enough. We're done. Gone. Cut the cord. Yeah, you can't go with the 243 guy. I'm sorry because all the teams you just mentioned a second ago, Margot yeah. doesn't play for those teams. Right. Um. So then you have to look and go, all right, well, where are we at in the outfield? I don't know. But you said, who do I want back? That's who I want back. I want, okay. I want Mejia back. I want Hosmer back. Tatis back. Machado back. 
Renfro back. I, I don't have a huge argument against any of those guys. I'm just mm. saying I'm very disappointing that they gave Renfro a chance, and he's gotten terrible or become terrible I, since. What happened? Re- yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it's no joke. We're watching him strike out right now. Yeah. He's hitting around 225, 31 home runs. He's been stuck around that number forever. Is Johnny Washington out? Uh, oh, my god. Another gosh. hitting coach? We're going to just keep yeah. firing hitting coaches here? It is It is really, really crazy. The, the most delusional motherfucker on the team is Hedges. For yeah. him to say, I should be playing, you're hitting 195. Dude, well, are you out of your fucking mind? They've given you five years to show what you can do in this organization. Well, I think this is a big month for him because with Mejia down or a big couple yeah. of weeks, right? I mean, you're. It's. I think it's going to be Mejia and Austin Allen. I, that's the way I would go, 100%. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I would do. I think Hedges, because of his comments, you've got to trade him because he now becomes a cancer. You've got to trade a guy that says, I should be playing. You can't have a guy that doesn't know his role. Yeah. I, hey. I mean, he's blind as a goddamn bat. Well, show him, someone put a box score in his, in his locker to show him yeah. that you can't hit. And then put a cane. <laughs> and a shepherd. <laughs> All right. Enough of Hold that on. shit. Wait, no, i got one more question for you. Let me hear it. I'm are excited. You, are you, you going to admit to me right now? When people freaked out, because I took a lot of shit, that Manny Machado is the third best third baseman in the NL West. He is. Um, you're putting Arenado ahead of him? Arena- Ar- Eduardo Escobar is much better when you look at his numbers for the Diamondbacks, over 100 RBIs. Fuck and more that than- guy. The Twins got nothing for him. He's got- <laughs> you guys got nothing for David Ortiz, too. Well, yeah, you know, we got a clean conscience because we didn't encourage him oh, boy. To, to take extra strength vitamins, wink, wink. And then... Justin Turner, who barely plays, has better numbers than Machado. Man, I'm telling you. I think Machado next year. I hope he's not playing down to this team is what I hope. I hope it's just a down year for Machado and not that he's playing down to the players around him. Yeah, I, I kind of think next year. I know, man. I know what happens with this team. I'm I'm still all in on Machado. You know Albert Pujols has more than 100 runs knocked in. Crazy, right? More than anybody on the Padres. On a pretty pretty tough year for the Angels with it and got tougher with the news on Tyler Skaggs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, at this point, I'm ready. I think a lot of those guys are ready to hit the reset button. I, I know people gave him shit. I watched him run out a ball the other day to, to avoid to a double it. play. Happy to see it. I, honestly, losing to Tease changed everything. Yeah. As far as, even if your team wasn't winning, that guy provided a spark where you had to go and watch. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, I'm still, I'm still in. I'm excited about Paddock. I don't know what else pitching wise excites me, but I'm ex- as far as the current guys, right? Yeah. But I'm excited about Paddock. I really am. Uh, there was a part of me that felt like he had hit the wall, and just kind of watching him the last couple of days, man, he's got to be fired up. He's got to really be fired up for where he is and getting the opportunity to work through it. Pretty cool, but I, I don't know. I don't know the the rest of them how fired up I am. Uh, I thought about this today. Yeah. If you if the podcast ends tomorrow, if I tell you, Dave, you know what? I'm out because I am going on the road. I'm going to be the DJ uh, for a double bill. Nina Hartley, Missy Martinez tour. We're going to start <laughs> in Albuquerque and we're going to work our way up to Banger. Yeah, little pun. Yes. Banger, Maine. Not B-A-N-G-H-E-R, you perverts. B-A-N-G-O-R, Maine. I'm like, Dave, I'm out. What yes. would be your dream job? Because I'll tell you what mine would be. 
Oh, that's funny. I never thought about it, what my dream job would be. Outside, I, base, coaching baseball is always my favorite thing to do. My dream yeah. job would be taking Andy Green's spot. Yeah, you're probably qualified. Which would be fantastic, just for the fact that Padre fans would hate my guts. Uh, until you start winning? Until I start winning. Until you start go, benching, yeah. guys? And then, and then when I say, no, like a leisure fire, no, you go over there. No pictures, no tickets Yeah, for get you. the fuck out of here. That's it. No, I, honestly, uh, anything with the baseball. I just love being around baseball, so it's my favorite thing to do. Not me. <laughs> I love baseball. You know the job that I fucking look at and I go, man, I missed out on other, other than being governor of California? Yeah. The, uh, the job that I missed out on, I, I almost get angry when I turn on CNN or Fox and these lucky motherfuckers are standing on the beach with that rain coming in, being the guy there at the hurricane. No way. You don't want to be those guys. I do want to be that guy. Oh, my God. Why? They're like, you're going to Biloxi, Mississippi, and I'm going. Me and Todd Villalobos would be my camera guy. Who am I bringing as my camera guy? Can I bring Stevie Woods? Go ahead, bring Stevie Woods. God, he'd just be pounding heaters between live shots, hyperventilating. I don't know if I could take him. I don't know if I could take him, period. Could he wear me out? I Costa? No, uh, Costa would cry the whole time. Shit. Who could I take? Yeah, I, no one wants to do that. Who yeah. is Dan Chambers? Really, you have you want to be one of those guys. Yeah. That's I the craziest be, thing ever. I think it would be great. I think to just be there telling the story. I watch these guys, and it starts off kind of mellow. Yeah. Hey, we're staying here on Jackson Beach. And then they check back about four hours later, and all of a sudden, there's a little few more white caps in that water. <laughs> hey, let's go live out there to Jeff. <laughs> Winch is coming in. You're goddamn right, Dave. You're just sitting there eating Hot Pockets. And I'm watching the water come in. But we're fine. (laughs) You start yelling at me because I'm warm and I'm dry. Sitting there in your sweater vest, you bitch. That'd be great. That'd be great. It's just a calling out the guy. That's just an angry guy. Yeah. Hey, you okay? Those warm lights melting your makeup? (laughs) Dan Plant? Uh, no, man, I would love it. Uh, I'm watching. Hilarious. There's about 10 guys. Yeah. And listen, this Hurricane Dorian and what it did to the Bahamas, absolutely horrible. I get it. But there were people that job it was to get in there <clears throat> and make sure that the information's provided. So some people had the opportunity to evacuate. Yeah. I... I watched his son of a gun. He's in a plane, and he just flew right into the helicopter. He flew right into the eye of the storm. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's rumbling up here like a wooden roller coaster. And I'm like, shit, could I handle that? No. Why would you do that? Because I'm trying to help the good people of, I don't know, (laughs) Tuscaloosa, Alabama. (laughs) Unfortunately, they've had their share of natural disasters. Right. Okay. So there's that first one. Would you be able to, all of them, hurricanes, tornadoes, like you're in all of them, like you're chasing tornadoes. You'd be like Twister. Oh, I, t- I was just going to say, then you got the guy in the buffed out kind of uh, like the Philip Rivers dream car. Yeah. And he's just flying through Norman, Oklahoma. The sky, you see cows flying through the air and you're like, gun it. 
<laughs> I do that too. No way. Yes. Dude, Don't why? you like the idea of the adrenaline? No, not that. I, I think just, the adrenaline look, would be unmatched. I will do anything where I know I'm going to walk off and then. That's how I used to get through roller coasters. Like, I'm not going to die on this thing. Of course, oh, you I'll, don't watch YouTube. I'll go on anything. Well, yeah. Well, we didn't have YouTube when I was a little kid. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone on roller coasters probably. Oh, man. Me and my kids watch it all the time. Where people get stuck or Slingshot something. Slingshot fail. Yeah. yeah. Roller yeah. coaster fail. Yeah. Some guy just upside down. Is somebody going to help me? <laughs> We laugh. Ah. I do too. I do too. <laughs> like this guy's just terrified. Yeah. Afraid that he's going to lose a flip flop because he's upside down. Yeah, we just watch all that. But I, I could do that. <laughs> Will your kids go on roller coasters after watching that shit? Yeah. There's Have sick. you ever taken your kids to Magic Mountain? Um, It's funny. They're going to go to Magic Mountain. No, they're going to Knott's Berry Farm okay. with their mom in a couple of weeks. But when we went to Santa Cruz... Uh, I'll tell you about riding rides with those yeah. guys. I can ride roller coasters. Still? I like them. Yeah. I get sick of shit right now on them. I don't know why. My equilibrium's all fucked up. I used to love them. All right. Here's how fucked up I am. People are like, oh, we got a laundry list. Um, They have an old school roller coaster in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, The Dipper, Giant Dipper, at the Santa Cruz Boardwalk. That's a blast. I could ride that all day long. Do you want to know the thing that I cannot ride at all? My kids think it's the greatest shit ever. Like the uh, the teacups. Anything that goes in a circle. No. Well, that okay. probably jacked me up too. But no, that goddamn sky ride that you ride when you just get in and it just goes about three miles an hour and it carries you over the park. Why? What's wrong with you? Dude, I can't stand open heights like that. <laughs> And my kids think it's, and they'll rock it. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and they laugh. They think it's the best shit ever. Yeah, because I'm fine in a building. Yeah. I go, I went to the top of uh, the Hancock building in Chicago. It's yeah. fine. Been at the top of Wilshire Grand. So what or, do you do? You just sit and look at the sky? Dude, you can't look anywhere. It's just <laughs> so miserable. What do, you, what do you stare at? You just like, then you look down and you're convinced like my son thought it, my son Jack laughed like I've never heard him laugh because I'm like, I swear to God, it feels like I'm going to lose a flip flop here. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm so screwed up in the head. I may just kick the flip flop off. I don't know what I'm doing. And he, that kid is fearless. What my, are you talking about? What do you mean you kick your flip flop off? No, but like, you know, like when you're so jacked up, yeah. like you can't figure it out. What you what the problem is. Jesus. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah, dude, there's little old ladies, yeah. like two old, like the Golden Girls are just chatting away and they're riding it. And, oh, I can go see horror movies, yeah. Silence of the Lambs, right? All that shit, It Chapter 2. I can do any of that. Have you ever been on a ski lift? Yeah, you know what's funny? I have been. That's easier to fall off than what you're talking about. Correct. But I think with the ski lift, it's the idea that it's 90 feet of snow yeah. below so, yeah, that's funny, Dave. You mentioned that. It's the same type thing. A ski lift doesn't bug me, but it's just that open because yeah. you're feeling like, yeah, open heights really, uh, that's my the one thing that gets in my head. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I'm, not, my, I'm not a heights guy either. My sons and I, just because to torture me, yeah. but I'll watch it with them. 
There are these guys I just mentioned, the Hancock building. This is the job I couldn't do if you offered me $5 million a year. And I love these guys because they do it just to rattle the cage of dudes like me. But it's the guys who climb to the top of the Hancock building or the top of the Empire yeah. State building or TV antennas to change the light out. Yeah. And these dudes are just on this little cable, but they put the GoPro on their hat. They're swinging their head around, looking down, looking up. And I'm like, oh, my kids and I, my sons now, because with a smart TV. Yeah. You can put YouTube right yeah. on the 60 inch TV. And you're oh, God dang. Like, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it like in the. In my Achilles. That's funny as hell. You know, those guys make a ton of money. They That's, have to. They do. They make a lot of money. I, I'm i like, dude, I'm just amazed at how they're able to do yeah. that. And there's a great one of these dudes changing the antenna out at the Hancock. And the one guy is just standing there talking. And his buddy is on the ladder next to him. And his buddy's killing the fucking heater. Yeah. And you're just like, dude. And and he's he's like using a blowtorch to cut off a section of this antenna, and he's rocking back and forth and he's dragging it up. And I'm like, oh my god, how do these guys do that? I might have. I'm pretty sure I have this right because I just heard this story a few months ago about a guy that worked for one of those those huge cell phone towers, like the middle of Texas. You know, mm -hmm. there's big giant right. ones. And he said he goes up four times a year, and okay. it gets over a hundred thousand dollars. Basically, you're working four days out of the year, but you got to go up to the top of that fucking thing. But that's I how valuable most people can't. That's why no they make way. so much money. There's a great. I, I always say you YouTube's a rabbit hole, but there was one that we found because we're watching the Hancock and then, you know, along the side, it says, oh, you may be interested in this or that. And it was a guy who either owns that company or manages it. And he was talking about training people. And he said, Dave, oh, yeah, they come in, and they're ready to roll. And then we go, all right, we'll grab your safety harness and your gloves. Let's start climbing. And he goes, yeah, a lot of guys get about a third of the way up, and they're like, all right, we'll see you later. <laughs> see, I think that would be you in the hurricane. That'd be you as the weatherman. Oh, no, I you can't. You're no stand chambers. <laughs> Fuck you. You can't go up the grapevine. <laughs> Stan always went up the grapevine. Yes, remember? my favorite hurricane. My my favorite guy in the hurricane always is uh, Geraldo. Yeah, and there's the funniest video. The funniest video because he always makes it about him. Always does, which I probably would do too. I try not to, but I feel like we can all be honest here. I I try to tell the story of the fine people of. Uh, Knoxville, but <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you about Aaron Creasy and his family. But in a minute, for anybody out there worried, I'm doing fine. <laughs> we'll get to Aaron and his family in a second. Uh, I just want to say I've noticed, uh, been looking at my social media when I'm able to get a signal, and not a lot of you are said to be well wishes. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. I'm out here telling the story while you guys can sit at home and watch Gilmore Girls. But <laughs> for the two people that did, I want to say thank you, and I'm doing fine. Uh, Aaron, let me talk to you. That would be me. 
But there's this video, Dave, you got to see of Geraldo. Yeah. Where it's one of those hurricanes. I don't know which one it was. And he's standing out there. Hair's too long. You got to get like the Anderson Cooper haircut. So if it's yeah. raining, your hair's not going in your face. Put anything on your head. doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And he's, <laughs> he's being all dramatic. And all of a sudden, there's like a surge of water. And it takes him out at his ankles. Just wipes him out. <laughs> yeah. And all these firefighters are right there, and they run over and pick him up. Well, you know that shit and piss water that he just fell exactly. face forward into. And he's spitting and laughing, but to his credit, he cracks up laughing. But, yeah, the wave just takes him right out. I'd hope I didn't have that kind of moment. That is funny. So well, let me ask you, though, because as a kid, I remember the first time you go to a big amusement park like Magic Mountain. That was yeah, a big deal. Yeah, we had deal. Valley Fair in Minneapolis. Is that right? Valley Fair. We had a... Uh, God dang, what the fuck was it called? It was uh, it was King something in Cincinnati we used to drive to when I was King a kid. Cobra? <laughs> was it King Cobra? Was it King Cobra? Anyway, but it was, uh, but anywhere you could find the, the roller coasters. Then we'd yeah. go to L.A., and they had the big one that came out was the Colossus. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, that, that's that's the biggest, fastest roller coaster. It's all wood. And then that lady fell out. Oh, yeah. And then they closed that shit down for more than a year. God and I was like, it. man, somebody died. That even adds more to the the story. Right. That somebody died on this thing. You want to get on it? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's how it, how it kind of works. But it's funny, though, and I don't want to scare you. The one place I've ever been where a roller coaster broke down in front of me was Knott's Berry Farm. It's happened a couple times. Yeah, yeah. They have that roller coaster that goes, does a big loop, goes back yep. up, comes through, does the loop, comes in, and you're done. And I've seen it get stuck twice. And you're going, shit. Here comes the fire department to take those people off. And you're going, that, that is fucking nuts. I can handle roller coasters, but where is it? Um, is it Magic Mountain where they have free fall? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Where they just push you out there? Yep. And you just sit there for what feels like 10 seconds, and then they drop you? Yes. The one I did, like, it's funny. I've ridden the roller coaster, which goes... About I think the roller coasters at Legoland go yeah. faster than the roller coaster along the outside of the top of the stratosphere. I was up on that. That didn't bug me. But I had a friend say, hey, next time you're in Toronto, yeah. we're going to do the edge walk along the CN Tower. And I was like, the fuck we are. <laughs> but I did the slingshot yeah. on top of the stratosphere, and I did the roller coaster. Those were all, that's pretty fun. Have you done that? No, 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 I haven't. King King's Island is what King's it is. Because someone will write me. You guys have great, we have great listeners that always seem to know they answered everything. As I fucked up E. coli the other day. Uh yeah, Salmonella. Yeah. Um, so that is the job I would want to do. The job I would think would be incredibly boring yeah. every day would be a business reporter. And I mentioned that because I meant to bring this up on Sunday and I didn't I didn't Dave sent me a text later. Thank you to our friend Steve Verissimo who reminded us. But Sunday we lost a guy, really one-of-a-kind guy locally in George Chamberlain, who was the business reporter. I mean, Bill Holland, stocks, <laughs> was here. And Bill Holland was a hell of a nice guy, too. Is Bill not alive anymore? Oh, shit. I think he is. Okay, I don't know. You said was, so I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know if he's still on the air. Ray Lucci is a fucking great guy. Um, but Chamberlain was just the man and had been the man for a long time. 
from Kogo and also on Channel 39. Did you know Bill before we started working at 1360? Uh, not Bill. I'm sorry. George. 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 Um, well, I've been through there a few times. You and I have been through there a few yeah. different times. I didn't talk to him the first time through. I don't see Dave. That's funny you say that. I was thinking about that driving down. He was a guy that I didn't really get to know until our final loop through that yep. place. And I'm glad I did because. Super nice guy. Incredibly nice guy. Old school money, right? Yep. Where he would talk about, well, I'm going to Italy for two weeks. And you're like, shit, I can't afford to go to Little Italy. <laughs> um, But the thing that I loved about George was George knew the movers and shakers in yeah. San Diego. And there are a lot of those guys, the decision makers, that kind of stay in the shadows. They don't really put themselves front and center. And Dave and I were there doing mornings when the whole Chargers Stadium and Carson and all that stuff started to come to the forefront. And it was really fun in the mornings kind of before we went on the air or in breaks to bullshit with George about it because he would tell you what he was hearing from the inside and his sources were solid, but just a really, really good dude. Yeah, he was. And another guy that falls in the category of he didn't have to talk to us, but, but actually yeah. every single morning I was really stoked. And I think you feel the same way. I, I could really say, Dave, I think there's less than about 10 people in the media where you and I even gave a shit what any of them thought. Yeah. Right? Well, like, it gives a fuck. Exactly. But George was one of those dudes that you wanted, you just wanted to get along with. Yep. And like the way we talk about Sam, we want Sam to be that guy. We had a, a great relationship with Sam, different than we had with George, but I agree with Dave 100%. I was stoked that he dug us, and we got along with him really well. I this is I put this on social media. Great story. And it was one of the funniest things. And, like, the Coco people missed the irony of this, but I guess George just knew that I had kind of a jacked-up sense of humor, and he was really kind of pissed about it. So when George had kind of a back desk in the Kogo newsroom, kind of like, uh, if you think of the office, he was kind of like where Stanley was, right? Yeah. Or who's the who's the blonde lady on the office? Dude, it's funny. The office is one of those shows that everybody loves that I've seen one time. Really? Yep. Oh, Dave, that's right up your alley. That's yeah, funny. One time. Okay. Well, he had kind of a back desk, kind of like Angela. So he wasn't front and center. He was in the back. And behind his desk, he had like a pull-down. If you think old-school fourth-grade movie screen, George had one of these behind him. It was his TV background. And then up hanging from the ceiling was the camera that he looked at to do his live shot every morning with Marianne Cushy and Ostell or whoever else was on at that time on 39. So the background was just this... I don't know. It looked like an eighth grade art project. It it was blue. Yep. And it had kind of the arrow that goes up and down like the stock market. And in the middle of it was an image 
of an old school like Target digital alarm clock and the clock read 739 because Georgia's on. I shouldn't have yeah. to explain. Yes, this. well, you got to. That but was the actual TV channel, 739. 739. <laughs> so somebody goes, hey, you know what we'll do, George? We'll put some stock stuff on here, and we're going to put a digital clock back here that's going to read 739. George, I go in one day, and he is kind of laughing, but a little heated <laughs> that he has to change his background. And I go, yeah, why are you changing that? And he goes, because, and he used language that was, Colorful, but not at our level. Yes. He said, because there are people in this town that can't figure out that the digital clock on the background is not a lifetime. <laughs> and they complained to management because they would either they would get confused and they would leave. Yeah. They would scurry to get out the door thinking it's 739 in the morning. And they'd run and grab their keys and their coffee and their bagel, and they'd get out, and then they'd go, what the hell? It's only 624? <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought it was so great. We went on the air, immediately brought back the FU of the day for one yeah. day, and we're like, you assholes. <laughs> Like, Austell says, hey, it's 5.20 in the morning. Let's go to George. And then you look at the clock, and it says 7.39. It never says 7.38. No. It never changes to 7.40. And you dumb shits couldn't figure it out, and poor George had to change his background. And I, that's absolutely 100% a true story. And and I thought that was the funniest goddamn story. He's like, can you believe this down you believe this? That I gotta change the background because these people can't figure out that there's a clock in the lower right hand corner. Yeah. That changes every minute. But they just see George, seven thirty nine. God we gotta go. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Melinda Did he, while you're at it, since you're talking about time and radio, you should tell the story about the person that mixed up the morning show and the night show. Uh, the great Bill Balance. Yes. Bill Balance, who banged Dr. Laura. and Bill Banged ba- them all. Banged them all. <laughs> Bill, worst hair piece I've ever seen. Like, I look at some of the ones that you go right now, where you go, uh, I was just going to start naming random people, and then I'm not going to do that. Bill had- You know what's funny about that is yeah. when we were younger, and most people yeah. would say 70s, 80s, 60s, 50s, there are a lot of bad hair pieces. Still are, Still especially are. in East County. Is that right? I, the, yeah. You know what I keep thinking? Call me nuts on this. When we were younger, there were a lot more bald people than there are today, which yeah. makes me think people are getting hair treatments, right? Yeah. Because getting there were those there, hair plugs. Yeah, there were a shitload of, uh, of bald people growing up. Do you know how we're going to make, Dave, we're going to, this podcast is going away. And all you guys are going to have nothing. <laughs> is it to going com- away? Is that yeah. what's going? You got to do hurricanes? Well, I'm going to do hurricanes, but then in non-hurricane season, this is how we're going to go and make a shitload of money. The problem is, and I hate to give the trade secret away, but because we're so good at what we're going to do, we don't care. We're like Pete Carroll. When Pete Carroll coached at USC and left the yeah. practices open, he's like, 
fucking go ahead. <laughs> Get in here, Jim Mora. What are you going to see, you little fucking twerp? Get the hell out of here. Jeff Tedford, <laughs> you dick. Dave and I are lucky. Right now, we don't need it. But hey, shit could happen tomorrow. This job's stressful. <laughs> and if all our hair falls out, we're going to design the perfect men's hairpiece. You listening, Leisure? Because the one that Leisure has now, yeah, it's a perfect straight line across. It looks like the goal line. It, it Nobody's hairline... Goes perfectly yeah. straight across the forehead. So is it the one, Steve Levy? Has that shit going on? One of those guys on ESPN. Uh, no, it's, it's on, oh, go ahead. Ravage. That's it. Carl Ravage has it. He yeah, has, he has the girls' hairline. Girls' hairlines go like that straight across. Guys' hairlines don't go like that. No, it's all over the place. So Dave and I have already started. We've got the lab down here. It's a little bit like Breaking Bad. And. Uh, when we design it, it's going to be called Leisure Wear. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> you're a marketing genius. Look at it work. And I'll tell you one thing, you old yeah. fuck. You're not getting one nickel. You can catch six shuttles, right? The yes. Old Town Trolley, whatever else. Horseback. Bring your tired act down here. By the time you get here, it'll be four in the yeah. morning. And we'll be gone to Barona with all our cash. And you'll be sitting here pulling your pud on the curb like the putts you are. Leisure wear. What real men wear. Oh, I miss that old bastard. I love it. Not enough to unmute him, but I do miss him. But yeah, we're going to design one where the line, you know, be a little yeah. jagged. It's going to look natural. Makes sense. Absolutely. Because you know who we are, Dave? We're the guys who invented next turf. Remember the old Astrodome? Yeah. That's the way every guy that you see yep. walking around Burlington Coat Factory, they all have <laughs> AstroTurf on their head. <laughs> and you and I are going to be the next turf where people are going to look and go, God damn, I, I don't know. And that's all tell. you need. I can't tell. I can't tell. It's not going to be like those old Terry Bradshaw magazine ads. Remember that? Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. Who are the other guys in God it? dang it, man. Terry Bradshaw used to do that shit where... I don't know if they had it here in California, but in Tennessee, they had the Terry Bradshaw peanut butter. Nope. Okay. And in Tennessee, because Terry had a home in Nashville. Terry, yeah. So Terry had the Terry Bradshaw peanut butter, and on the cover of the peanut butter jar, Terry Bradshaw had a full head of hair. And then Terry Bradshaw was also a country singer. Yeah. And on and the front of his album, of had a full head of hair. Yeah. It was crazy. But remember, there were magazine ads. Remember the guy? I'll tell you exactly the guy. If you're in the press box, who's going to hear this? Bryce Miller? Who's going to yeah. be the one that will understand this joke? If you're in the press box at Qualcomm Stadium, yeah, there's been the same guy in the men's room forever in an ad yeah. above the urinal. That's hilarious. And he's out swimming, or he's he's got like... Is, uh, that, is he like cutting the grass? Yeah, and he just looks miserable because yeah. he's a bald bastard. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he's got this yeah. he's got this new head of hair and all of a sudden his phone can't won't stop ringing. Yes. It's nothing but mall chicks wondering what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, god dang, that is the worst fucking ad of all time. That's funny as shit right. you said that. Every time I take a piss I stare at that guy and I'm like, dude, it looks like your hair is full of hay. It's right next to uh where they accuse Barry Bloom of doing things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 
goes. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I tell you what, there will not be a leisure wear podcast. I It'll love be it. done. I love it. Because we're going to be too busy counting our money. And then just for fun, yeah. maybe we'll put our headquarters down there in Hurricane <laughs> Hurricane Alley. Oh, my gosh. All right. When we, uh, I, I want to mention these guys. But after this, I got one thing that I realized you and I will never do again on the show. All ever. Right. We used to do it all the time. Today's uh, the last day I realized we're never going to do this again. Good. Because I heard someone else do it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. We aren't going to do that. I'm also going to ask you about. Oh, I know. Exactly. NFL picks? No, no, no. It's not NFL picks. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a second then, too, if that's your beef. And Fuck. Then, and then the other one is uh, Mask about Hard Knocks. Okay. Okay. Um, want to mention Taylor Made Pools. Taylor Made Pools. I'm telling you, Alan Taylor today put out an ad, I think, on Facebook that said, yeah. hey, if you need a pool, just like we tell you all the time, he knows the weather is warm. It's been oh, so shit. fucking hot. Today it started pouring. Did it start raining in Carlsbad? No. We were, started raining down here like crazy. And I was like, man, just anything to take away the humidity. The right. weather seems like we're, we're in Minnesota Monsoon. or Tennessee. It, it's insane how hot it's been. But when he put that picture of the pool out there, I felt like that girl in uh, Napoleon Dynamite, where he shows right. the, the ship inside the bottle, and she goes, <laughs> I want that. That was me. I wanted that goddamn pool, Alan. <laughs> Alan Taylor's the guy. He can build that pool for you if you have one, but it's not a working condition. He can fix that one for you as well. Make sure you call Alan Taylor at Taylor Made Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Goddamn, Dave. It was so hot, and especially... I mean, it's 85 in Carlsbad. My kids are in La Mesa, it's 96, yeah. 97. And you just go out, and I was talking to my sons today, and it rained a little bit for their walk home from school. I said, how is it? They're like, it just sucks. Yeah. Like, it's just miserable. And you think about, for all the people that are lucky enough to have had the, the team at TaylorMade Pools come out and build you something beautiful in the backyard because... Yeah, you're like, bring it. Bring the heat. Bring the humidity. I'm going to relax right back there and just enjoy every minute of this tailor-made pool. I'm mind-blanking. What the hell is it that Hef had at his pool? The grotto? The grotto! God dang it. <laughs> when Alan put that on his ad, you go, this son of a gun's not joking around. No. He's not joking around. You're going to put that grotto in there. And again, it's going to be like a steady stream of Baywatch models coming yes. through, hanging out. You're going to have your leisure wear on your head, and you're going to have your tailor-made pool in the backyard. God dang, you better make sure you got plenty of Labats in the fridge. Because <laughs> Labor Day weekend's never going to end. Speaking of uh, the grotto and, and uh, the girls that are coming through, Nicole Eggert, you know, is redoing Baywatch. Yeah. When are we bringing her back on? Uh, I'll reach out to her tomorrow. Okay, good deal. Hey, I also want to mention the people over at Hot Sauces and More. You talk about the same time, meaning the grotto, the big green egg, everything you need to enjoy the outdoors. Don't forget about the people at Hot Sauces and More. They have exactly what you need. They have all the barbecue supplies you can possibly think about. At the same time, they're now selling meat inside the store. Again, Hot Sauces and More right inside the Otay Ranch Mall, right in front of uh, the entrance, right next to Macy's. So you can't miss it as well. Brian's a great guy, great family-owned business. Make sure you go ahead and support the people over there again it's hot sauces the letter n more.com yeah a couple of days birthday coming up right around the corner yeah. and it's really fun because my sons i said hey they said to me what do you want to do i go you tell me what do you guys want to do my son Cade said you know what dad i want to barbecue can we barbecue one day and 
So I don't know if we'll do it on the 14th. Does the 14th fall on a weekend? Yeah, it falls on a Saturday. Perfect. But this is kind of their idea of the perfect Sunday. For the 15th, the next day, there is NFL football and then a WWE event. Nice. And they're like, Dad, here's what we want to do. Come over in the morning. I'm going to make you breakfast. Yep. I go, great. I'm down, hang out, watch football, and then we'll grill in the afternoon. We'll make uh, burgers in the afternoon, and then for the WWE event, we'll grill steaks at night. Perfect. Doesn't get any better than that. Right. Well, the way it's going to get better, Dave, is I'm going to take Cade down to hot sauces and more because if he's going to learn how to grill and I'm going to teach him, I want him to learn all the different ways that you can enhance whether we're doing chicken for his mom, steaks, burgers. Man, they have got so many different ways, whether it's the dry rub, whether it's the marinades, the barbecue sauces, so many different things. And then I want him to be able to check out all the different kind of grills, yeah. right? Do you want a Weber? Do you want a Traeger? Do you want the big green egg? So many fun things to do to enhance your barbecue experience. Do what we're going to do. Otai Ranch Mall, suck it, Diamondback Pitcher. You fucking four eyes. Almost had a no-hitter against the pods. I didn't even realize it till right then. Did you? Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. Okay. But go to Otai Ranch Mall. Tell Brian and all the guys from the staff that uh, Dave and Jeff sent you. Yes. Uh, the guy from the Diamondbacks, we're doing this live. I uh, had a no-hitter through six. And I love the guys at Fox Sports San Diego that immediately put up a graphic. No-hitter through six. <laughs> Last Diamondback pitchers to throw no-hitters. Doing everything they can to jinx it, that's and they did awesome. a great job. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. They said yesterday's game between the Pods and Diamondbacks was the lowest attended game in Diamondbacks history. God. Fuck. And and the Diamondbacks are trying to make the wild card. Well, 2020 season tickets on sale now for your Diamondbacks. <laughs> if you're a Diamondback, they want a new stadium. I don't understand. Um, again, Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego for more than 20 years. I've been talking to Brian almost every single day, as you guys have heard on the show, in the process of trying to sell my house. Going to put it on the market on October 1st. Nice. Moving forward and getting everything ready to go. Um, Brian has been absolutely outstanding. I knew Brian was great at what he did because the people we talked to that have worked with him in the past have told us how good he is. But when you see it firsthand, you realize he's the best in the business. If you're looking for that brand new house, if you're looking for a bigger one, or you're looking to downsize, Brian Curry is your guy. And most importantly, he's for familiar with every neighborhood in San Diego. Call Brian today, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. All right, I want to ask you this, and yeah. then I'll tell you why I love Brian Curry. I'm looking around this garage. Just in this garage, you have a lot of shit. Yes. October 1st is less than a month away, and there's not one item that has been boxed up, Nothing. taped up, labeled, the whole thing. Nope. And I drive down through here a lot. I'm yeah. in this East Lake neighborhood a lot. The one thing I don't see in this neighborhood is like an A1 storage. Where are you going to put all this shit? <laughs> they, they have a, a public storage a couple miles from here. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this shit. It's funny you say that. I don't know if I'm going to, like we have furniture in here and everything else. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got a shitload of, of boxes that people give me a hard time for all the time. That There's stuff <laughs> everywhere. Your wife has a foul mouth. I know. She, she says all said, the time, clean it what up. What the fuck? Get it I, out of Dave, here. Dave, how are you going to do that? I have no idea. October 1st of this year or 2020? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, You're not helping at all. I'm, I'm telling you. I don't know what to do. You know what's funny? There's a lot of shit that's 
Josh's that will he'll say, hey, just just get rid of it. I don't want any of it. Like yeah. he has like the shitload, all those boxes up there, all a bunch of trophies. He's like, I don't want them. It's really just, yeah. He doesn't want any of it. He's already what thrown away for his trophies. kids. He doesn't care. He's just like Josh will talk Alabama football with you, but like he'll never bring it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never met someone that doesn't live in the past more than him. He won't ever talk East Lake anything, anything that no. he ever did that was good. I kind of uh, admire it because people that get stuck in high school that keep oh, talking yeah. about the greatest days. Um, it's it's Jake's stuff that I keep thinking I'm right. not going to throw away. There are boxes up there that are, are Jake's trophies and everything else over the years that you go, that takes up a lot of room. But, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting rid of anything that's Jake's. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love Brian Curry because Dave is going through it, and the one thing that I can tell you until I just rattled him with where the hell are you going to put it, David gives you complete peace of mind yep. during the whole thing, right? Yep. Like you just go, okay, I know I'm in great hands. And for any of us that have bought a house or been through it, uh, or had to sell, man, it beats you up. It wears you out. And there is just uh, a comfort level that you get when you deal with Brian. It's why he's the best at what he does. Yep. Maybe it's that military career that he had, but he just has an uncanny ability of making you know everything is going to be great in the end. And you know, there's nothing better. I got a funny story for you. So today, Brian, again, is handling everything, like Jeff said. So yeah. He sends over a flooring guy over to the house today. I said, hey, I just want you to look things over, see what you want to do about cleaning carpets. Because more than likely, people who ever buy the house are just ripping right. carpets out, put new stuff in. So you just give them, a, you just say, I'll give you a credit. I'm not going to sure. guess what the next guy's favorite carpet's going to be. Of course. So, but I also have tile throughout the house. Yeah. And the guy says, well, you know, it probably needs to be done, but I fucking hate doing tile. I was like, then why do you advertise as part of your business that you right. hate doing it? And he goes, do you want to do it? Like begging me to say no. And I go, I tell you what, let's call Brian Curry. Brian Curry, fucking do the tile. Nice. And the guy hangs up the phone. He, well, Brian wants me to do the tile. I go, then you better do the tile. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Dude. didn't mess around at all. It's just like right away. It's I great. don't care what you like to do and don't like to do. I sent you over there for a fucking reason. Right. And I'm telling you right now, that house is going to look fantastic when we sell it. Either you're going to do the tile or I'll get somebody in here who yeah. will. Yeah. Didn't hesitate at all. And the guy looked at me and goes, we're doing the tile. Yeah. But it was funny to me. He said, I, I fucking hate doing tile. <laughs> As I said, no. well, don't advertise you do it. I, yeah. I don't like fixing car engines. I don't tell people I can. Yeah. Be like being a germaphobe and being a dentist. <laughs> exactly right. What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, there's nothing better, man. I, I love that story because it reminds you that Brian's going to do what's right for you, yes. not what's right for anybody and, and else. And you know what? That's exactly what he told us the other day because I don't care about anybody else but you guys. That's exactly it. Hey, Dan Williams, we talk about finances and buying that home, maybe first-time home buyers as well. Dan Williams is the guy to call when it comes to finances. I don't know what you're waiting for on this call. This is the most important call for you to make, and even right. for your kids. Pass this number around because Dan can help you out. So many people where they get lost in life is finances and how to make their money last. The number you need to call is 858-688-6813. If you have not called this number already, I don't know what to tell you. Jeff tells you all the time, Dan is going to hold your hand and walk you through yep. the process to change your life. 858-688-6813. So great. Uh, two books. I really want you to get them. The first book is Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. And that is so vital. It really is, and I repeat the message, but sometimes the message has to be repeated in order for it to get through. The process doesn't end on the day you get your key to your new house. It's actually the first step in a 360-month commitment 
look, it's an amazing commitment, right? I mean, it's like saying, ah, when you have kids, your life changes. Well, yeah, but it changes for the better. I thought being a homeowner, I was talking about it with my sons the other day. I thought being a homeowner is the coolest thing, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And keep in mind, in my first year there, uh, I had twin boys that were just a year old. The main line for our entire complex went out. The only condo out of 80 that was impacted was mine. Shit. Uh, yeah, plenty of it. And <laughs> and so you have to deal with that. You have to deal with HOA. I have little dickhead kids that would get in trouble and fences and everything else. I didn't care, Dave. It's just... It's that feeling really of accomplishment yeah. that you have when you own a home. But I also know from the other side, from past experience, the trouble that people can get in thinking, oh, yeah, I'm able to go out to Best Buy or I'm able to go to buy a new bed and furniture and everything else. And then on the first of the month when the mortgage payments due, you don't have any money. And that's when the sleepless nights come in and everything else that goes along with it. That's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is such a tool uh, to help you stay on the right track. It's yours absolutely free, along with the book that we recommend for the military, uh, anybody from the military, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment, both of yours for free, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Then the most important part is the phone call at 858-688-6813. I talked to Dan today. Dan told me, hey, look, I know you're selling your house. What I would do is I would take that equity from your house and I'd throw it all on the Padres to hit the over on the win total Vegas sets next year. So I'm going to listen to Dan. Good. And that's exactly what my plan is. And hopefully by this time well, next year, I'm cashing out. Or you will be <laughs> writing your own book. <laughs> Fucking Dan. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. How, how I killed a used to be friend. Yes. Yeah, your book will just be called God Damn It. Yeah. How, I, how I lost it all betting on the podcast. That'd be hilarious. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Again, we're very uh, pleased with what Kyle Fluger has done for us and our listeners. You can check out our two websites, DaveAndJeffShow.com, Jake'sProject.org. Again, uh, Kyle has done a great, great job with the website. So many people have called him, even outside of San Diego, outside of California, to have him do work out of state yeah he is really good at what he does so what are you waiting for fix that website up today kyle fluger's number 619-500-6621 uh, 619-500-6621 it means a lot because behind the scenes john conniff from matt fires has done so much for us helping us because we're going to have an event coming up in the next couple of weeks might be the next couple of months we're just getting the timing down to raise money for Jake's projects. And one of the things that John Conniff has done on our behalf through Mad Friars, I know Kev Charity has helped out with this as well, uh, and I believe Dave J has. I always give those guys credit, yes. and I, I thank them so much because they, along with JoJo Tarantino, have worked with the minor leagues, Padre minor leagues, to get assigned baseballs. Today I got an email from uh, Tim Haggerty at El Paso for the Chihuahuas who are putting together a box of signed baseballs that are sending up to us. And Dave, it was unbelievable to be able to say to them, hey, hey, Tim, uh, John Conniff, and the rest of those guys, here's our website. Go to jakesprojects.org. You can see what we're all about. We're a licensed 5013C nonprofit. And now when the Chihuahuas or anybody else who get hit with requests all the time, 
Now they're able to go and look at a beautifully put together website. Our thanks to Kyle Fluger who has done that because the Chihuahuas, the Sod Poodles, the Storm, and all the others in between have really, again, stepped up and incredibly generous, and I can't thank them enough for what they've done. And our thanks to Kyle Fluger for really giving it the look that we've been looking for. Absolutely. Also, uh, you mentioned Jake's projects. Uh, uh, Bryce Miller, who you've mentioned on yeah. the show. Uh, um, Jeff uh, talked to him the other day. I know I, I've spoken to him. Brett Boone has spoken to him. We believe it's Saturday. The, the online story. Friday. Yeah. Should be online Friday in print on Saturday. Exactly. So looking forward to that. So if you check out the UT again, Friday, Saturday, you get a chance to uh, to see. Uh, it obviously, it helps us out tremendously to get the word out on Jake's projects. Hopefully, change the lives of many kids down the road. Uh, Sunday, we will be in Balboa Park, the Walk for Remembrance. Uh, I think we are somewhere around twenty two fifty. That is awesome for a goal for a hundred bucks, and we will be walking Sunday in memory of my friend uh, Erica Lee, in memory of Dave's dad Lou. And Jake's dad as well. I love Jake today. Hey, Jeff, you keep mispronouncing my name. Par Lee. I go, hey, I changed it. <laughs> the bike is Jeff's now. Yeah. So deal with it. There'll be a quiz on Sunday. But um, I hope you'll come out and join us. For everybody that has donated, I can't tell you how much it means yeah. to me. Losing an incredibly close friend to suicide has been... With everything that we have gone through, it is right there at the top. It's been incredibly difficult this week because a year ago this week, I met with her two or three different times planning our events for 2019. Yeah. And Facebook memories can be a really fun thing and it can be a really shitty thing. And when you look in, uh, you remember what you wrote the year before and you talk about a dinner and excitement and all these different things that were happening for the podcast plans for my sons, plans for me individually, uh, which is one of the greatest people I met. And then you fast forward a year, and not only is she not here, but we are walking in her memory on Sunday, man. It's it unbelievable. Hit, it hits you like a fucking wrecking ball. And Dave, you get it. Uh, and Jake gets it. So all I wanted to do was I just go, you know, we'll raise 100 bucks Because yeah. I said, if we raise 100 bucks for this thing, my sons and I each get a shirt. Yeah. And I go, well, wear that shirt. And we'll remember her. And really with not a lot of marketing, we haven't tried to beat you over the head with it. But word has got out from our show and from a couple of people in her family. Uh, it's about 20. It'll end up being about 2,500 bucks. And I just really, really thank you. We're doing Absolutely. it, Dave, in your dad's memory, in Jake's father's memory. Uh, but for me, selfishly, it means a lot for a friend that I'm still trying to figure out how she's not here. It's unbelievable. And uh, suicide's brutal. Um, it's why we always ask you to check in on your friends. And if you want to come hang out Sunday, we'll be at Balboa Park. And my thanks to the people at Walk for Remembrance who have been just so incredibly cool and kind and have really been nice yeah. for us and for what our little team's done. I'm incredibly proud of this show, and I thank everybody that's helped out. We'll uh, we'll get out there and we'll do it right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just on a, on a lighter note, I said one thing that we aren't going to do on the show anymore that we yeah. used to do all the time. I I heard travel stories is one of those things that when you used to do it on the show, I was always interested in it. Like say Josh Lewin was coming on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'd ask Josh, 
Josh, walk us through the process. Because Friday you're at the Rangers game, Saturday you're here, you yeah. know, and we'd go through the whole thing. And then I'm sitting there today and I'm listening to Darren Smith and he has Kirk Morrison on. Okay. Dude, it was 13 minutes of Dude, West Virginia long. to why aren't you going to North Carolina? Why are you going back to L.A.? And what airline are you taking? And where do you sit? And I'm like, holy shit, this is the worst I've ever heard in my life. Ask a fucking football question. He's right. a former Aztec. He's a guy that works with the Rams. What what the fuck is happening here? And I was like, shit, were we that bad? I don't think we were that bad. We wouldn't when let we it go talk. for 13 minutes. Our boss wouldn't let it go for 13 minutes, which yeah, is weird because we, we have the same goddamn boss. Oh, that guy the, fucking threw in the towel. Which is, He's shit. Which is, is crazy. But I was like, oh, my gosh. just ask. And I like both those guys. We know Kirk and we know Darren really well. Darren sounds bored to me. Oh, my God, dude. It, does it, he sound bored to you? Yeah, he does. He, he, he does. But I think Darren honestly was bored at, at 1090 at the end. I, and I just think it's just the way San Diego sports were going. The soccer thing didn't go his way, number one. Two is you're without the NFL, which is everything Marty is about. And then you're just kind of stuck with a baseball team that's not competitive. I, I don't know. He's bored already, which is kind of scary for what the future is. I hope he, he's able to, to find joy in his day because it sucks having to show up to work every day if you hate it. But I will say one travel thing that made me laugh is we're watching the Diamondbacks and Padres right now. Earl Hershiser made the, the comment the other day. He goes, you're in so many hotel rooms. We ask mm-hmm. this question to guys all the time, like Mark yeah. Grant. Sometimes do you forget what hotel you're in or yeah. where your room is. He said he got up in the middle of the night because he had to use the restroom. And he said he gets up to out of bed, opens the door, and instead of walking into the bathroom, walked straight into the closet and drilled his forehead right oh. on, right on that shelf where you hang, <laughs> hang your stuff. And he yeah. goes, he goes, you want to talk about being woken up really fucking fast? You know, you walk right in and get hit right in the head with a two by four. That's exactly <laughs> what, what is happened. that? But that that made me laugh because of all the times you've asked Josh Lewin about, yeah, tra- or Ted. You know, you asked him yeah. about traveling, and he goes. And probably one step less, I'm probably pissing in the closet, you know? <laughs> but yeah. he just got jacked with his eyes barely open, and he goes, that was, a, that was enough. I, uh, I travel enough. I'm trying to travel less. I got off a trip to Montreal. I was going to Montreal in a month, and then I was going to Toronto a month after that. I know I'm off of Montreal, which is fine. Um, I may be off the Toronto trip, too. But it's like, God, it just, it, it traveling used to be great. Yeah. Traveling used to be really, really great. And now, as much as I love, Montreal is an insanely cool city. If anybody, if you can ever go. And I, I would love to go back. But this trip would have been fly out Thursday afternoon, fly back Monday morning. Like, it's really quick. And it's far east. And you have to go and customs and the whole thing and man you just go ah and toronto's not as bad toronto you can fly to chicago and then from chicago up to toronto is only about an 80 minute flight so that's not too bad but i was just like fuck yeah you don't want to do it you and i did hawaii what in two days yeah that was kind of nuts hawaii we just that's it's the anniversary this week wow is that right yeah where that had been like seven years ago. And we flew out on like Saturday a, morning and came back on a Monday morning. No, we. Yeah, we did the show on Monday and then we flew right back. And no, we, we did two shows there. Flew out Saturday, did Monday, Tuesday, and then flew back Tuesday afternoon. 
I don't think so. Yeah, we did two shows down there. We did, I thought we did Monday and came back and had to do, uh, we had to be there when Ron Fowler was announced as the new owner of the team. Holy shit. It was, it was, I was so fucking pissed when we had to fly out there. Yeah, we had to be on the air at three in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And People t- are like, oh, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> sucks that you had to go to Hawaii and talk by the pool. No. Eating pineapple. Okay. I see your point. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was the only time I ever flew first class. Yeah. On the way there. And then after yeah. our meeting, they flew us back coach. Remember? Well, we knew they were doing that. I mean, make it sound like they, they did that to I don't us know. on purpose. First I heard of any of this. <laughs> yeah. No, they wanted it. Dude, I, uh, hold on. I, real quick about this fucking trip. All right. Yeah. Two things on this trip stand out to me. One. Two is we, we fly out there first class and they, they treated yeah. us great. Yeah. Okay. Then we go through it. We go through everything. And I remember going, fuck, we're in Hawaii for such a short time. I got to go to the beach. Right. So I go shooting out of the hotel, and I pass somebody that was with us on the trip. He was coming back from the beach, because the beach is right across the street. The ginger? Yeah, the ginger. Love that guy. And <laughs> you call him ginger. And well, yeah. Oh, then he go, I love that guy. He was great, dude. That yeah. guy, we had a radio sales guy that yeah. went on a trip with us. Yeah. And you're like, what's he going on the trip? Yeah. I'm telling you, I would recommend, if people get a chance, if you ever travel for work, and you get the opportunity to go out of your comfort zone and travel with people that you may not know or converse with, I would encourage you to do it. Because, Dave, I would say my success rate from my current job where I travel and that trip, I always think back on some of my favorite memories are when you go and you kind of find out what people are about. That was a great dude. Yeah. And we always thought of him at work as kind of a weirdo. Yeah, that's right. We did. And I came back and I loved the guy. And he was... He made that trip for me. I found him hysterical. Now, here I am because I can't remember names. Can you remember his name? Tim. Oh, fuck. You're right. All right. I need you to get it. So I passed Tim. Yeah. And as he goes, going to the beach, I go, yeah. And then so I walk right across the street, walk past all these yep. people who are just watching the sunset. And everyone had to be looking at me like, look at this idiot. And as soon as I walked in, man, it brought me to my knees because I stepped right on coral. And, oh, it, and it cut right, right through my feet. I remember that. Yeah, just bleeding like crazy out of my feet. Ouch, yeah. And I come out, <laughs> I come back out of the water, and I see him, and I said, he goes, what did you think? I go, dude, well, why don't you give me a heads up about the coral? I completely cut my feet up. Oh, yeah, I did too. I go, well, fuck, I passed you. How about a heads up that you don't just go straight yeah, from sand? Yeah, I could admit to that. To walk into a thorn bush, you yeah. asshole. Yeah, no guy's going to admit yeah. that. Then no. we get on the fucking plane after doing that that one show. Oh, yeah. And we're in coach, and Jeff's like five seats down from me. I I'm a row behind you and about uh, six you? to the left. And uh, and I'm dying of thirst. And I'm like, I, I look at Jeff like, dude, I'm so fucking thirsty. And I yeah. look at him. You're like on your eighth iced tea. Ginger ale. How about my buddy over here fucking needs a drink? Because I keep telling you I'm Not dying. worried about it. Now I'm pissed because I'm thirsty. Fucking jam back here. Yeah. And I, f- I flip up over the computer because yep. everyone's telling us to watch Breaking Bad. And like yep. the first scene... A Breaking Bad, he gets a hand job, like yeah. his 50th birthday. And I'm like, holy shit. And I look over, and there's this, like, nine-year-old girl next to me watching my computer screen, and I'm just like, fuck it. I don't even care. I let the mom explain what a hand job is. It is what it is. I'm in a bad mood. And uh, I completely, y'all, I was, I was so pissed at you. Like, if I had something to throw at you, I would have thrown something at you. But I, not sending the fucking lady over to help me out. You got you to gotta know how to do this. And I'm telling all of you, again, when you travel... You have to know how to do this. God damn, I think Perdomo Grand Slam shit. <laughs> That's why you should be the play-by-play guy. Fuck Don. Right. God.
Dang it. Oh, what's up with you, Mud? Got a cute little joke to tell me while Marte's rounding the bases? Why don't you go get another yogurt? Fuck. <laughs> uh, great job, Austin Hedges. Great pitch count. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was Way all Mejia's go. fault this whole time. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great. Right. Dude, you would be a play, great play-by-play play play guy. Great. Um, going back to my travel yes. story, you have to find a way to talk to the flight attendant and say it respectfully. I can't emphasize that enough. If you can say it respectfully without being snarky and say, hey, are you guys allowed to accept a tip? Because I appreciate what you're doing, man. You're running around, you're doing drinks, you're bringing meals, you're yeah. doing that. Are you guys allowed to uh, accept a tip? They may tell you, oh, yeah, we can do that. Or they may not. But if you just go, like, for me, the guys with the bags that help you with the bag, that's always a minimum yeah. of five. And then the people on the flight, I mean, if you go five or if you're, you know, Johnny Big Shot, like Verissimo, <laughs> and all those maniacs in his family, Meaty, Pointer Dave, all the Pointer Dave's probably a $2 guy. Yeah. Dollar a bad guy. Yeah. Meaty's probably. I think Meaty's all right. Meaty's a $5 guy. Stevie Big Shot's probably a $10 guy. And uh, if you do that, but again, you don't want to look like a douche. But if you can do that, and I think, Dave, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> did you offer a tip? I did. And I just said, hey, listen, I, I'm just telling you right now, there's a lot of kids. It's a crowded flight, and I appreciate whatever. Whenever I see you, I know you're going to be busy. And then next thing you know... Oh, Jeff's a millionaire in Hawaiian Airlines dollars. Yeah. While you're sitting over there parched. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was. Like a shithead. I was like a complete shithead. Uh, I was pissed for five hours. Yeah, what else? Uh, oh, no, I was going to spend hard knocks. You and I usually watch it together. Did you catch it? I will. I'll get to that in okay. just a second. One other thing. I got to send a speedy recovery to the great Phil Alvin. I'm devastated. Saturday night, I was supposed to be back at the Casbah to see the Blasters, one of my favorite bands. Phil and Dave Alvin, who are from up the road in L.A., they fight all the time, Dave. They're brothers. Anybody who's a parent of twin, uh, two boys, you know they never get along. Dave, you remember what it was like. There's no way these guys ever get along. Well, one guy has a cool name. One guy's a dork name. That's probably why they fight. <laughs> you know, like Phil Alvin? No, Alvin's a horrible name. Well, it's her last name. No, I'm just saying. So now I'm <laughs> scheduled to see the Blasters this Saturday night at the Casbah. I'm all excited. I get an email today that my man Phil Alvin is hospitalized with pneumonia. Oh, shit. Who gets and, pneumonia in this weather? Dude, he's not a young guy anymore. But they still tear it up. thing I love about him is they play... Old school rock and roll, and this guy never takes a break for water. Dude, I've ne honestly, I never heard of him until you said that today. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude. They are. I think we used to end the show with So Long Baby Goodbye. Is that right? Yeah. How Okay, how old do you think Phil Alvin is? Oh, I like that. I'm going to say Phil Alvin is 66. Dude, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. God, they, Dave, they are unbelievable live. Uh, it's just one of those bands... Did you ever see the movie um, Streets of Fire with Michael Paré and no. whatever that dude? You, you know who that guy is, right? Yeah, I never saw it. 
that the song I Can Dream About You came from. Uh, the Blasters were in that movie and were unbelievable. Old school. I think they're kind of like, um, I wouldn't call them rockabilly. I think rockabilly, I think like Stray Cats. But it's just, what are there, four guys in the band? I think all four guys are in their 60s, and they just tear it up, man. Playing at the Casbah would have been great. But uh, speedy recovery to Phil Alvin. God, belly up. Oh, they are just one of those bands that every time you see them live, they're great. I'm trying to see how much he's worth. Can't find it. Oh, shit. Phil Alvin, he's probably worth... Hundred and eighty grand. <laughs> they said hundred and eighty bucks. <laughs> but Oh, that sucks. Someone yeah. someone caught it the other day. They wrote right on Twitter. And for your next question, the guy's worth and told me how much the guy was worth. It was great. Uh and a shout out to my boy Craig Elston who checked in on me today. Did he really? Yeah, he just sent me a message. He told me he's grinding it out over the soccer's I tell you, man, there are a couple of people that I really, truly appreciate. There's no smart ass, no snark involved. Yeah. A couple of friends that really grind it out and just get after it every day. Elston is one of those guys. Uh, Laura Kane's one of those people. Yeah. And uh, our girl, Suda Vincent, is one of those people that are just don't always get the spotlight on them. But just go in and grind it out every day, and they're just good people. But, yeah, it was cool hearing from Craig today. He was just checking in on something else. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to my boy, Alston. Here's uh, here's something, because I just mentioned Nicole Eggert to you. How much do you think Nicole Eggert says she's worth? God damn. I'm going to say she's worth $4 million. God dang, I would have guessed something like that. 500000 it says. I don't know how accurate this is, but it says five hundred grand. Wow. She's so cool. Yeah. yeah, she's cool. What's Lisa Ann worth? Well, well, what's Pam Anderson worth? I got that one in front of me right now. Nine. How old is Pam Anderson and what's she worth? Oh, I like that. Pam Anderson is going to be 49 years old. 52. Is that right? Yep. 52, and Pam Anderson's worth... Mm, Done a lot, man. I'm gonna say she's worth seven million. Twelve million dollars. Is that right? And it says Lisa Ann is forty-seven, worth four million dollars. Good for her. Yep. Good for her. Um. All right. Hard knocks. Yeah. My fu of the day goes to the HBO Now app because I subscribe to it. Yeah. I really want to see the Belichick and Nick Saban show coming up in December. Looks oh, great. Cool. Did you see the clip for that? No, I did not. These two guys are just sitting around talking football. Okay. And it looks very cool. But, Dave, I, I don't have HBO at the house, so I subscribe to HBO now. Yeah. Where you can stream everything. I did it actually on the flight home from Chicago so I could watch Hard Knocks. So I watched week one on a flight from Chicago to San Diego. Okay. Two, three, and four. I watched right here in the garage with you and, and Josh. But because of Labor Day, we did a show Monday. Last night, I was like, I just want to watch the end. I have a LG TV, smart TV. I can get 90 different apps on that fucking TV. I couldn't get HBO now. Oh, shit. I have a Sony DVD player. Same shit. 
25 different apps. I yeah. couldn't get HBO now. And then my sons have a PS4. I can get, goddamn, I can get ESPN Plus, WWE Network, all this shit. What the fuck's with HBO? <laughs> Showtime's on every one of those three, but I couldn't stream it. So I had a goddamn watch it last night on my phone. Okay. Which kept yeah. buffering and doing everything else. But I actually did watch it. I have to say, I thought the first four were much better than the fifth one. See, I thought the last one gave you what you were talking about. You wanted the part where you had the connections with the guys and the guys getting cut. But they didn't take you inside the room. They didn't they take did you not, in for Mike don't, Mayock and John Don't you John think Grimm. that was all Mike Mayock? Didn't want any part of it? No, just saying yeah. I'm not. Yeah. we're not going to show yeah. these. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you saw Brandon Marshall today on social media, but he's pissed because he said, oh, I finally make it on to Hard Knocks, and the only thing they do is show me at my worst. Oh, boy. Because as there's a scene where a couple of guys, Jonathan Abrams and another player, uh, the, the first-round yeah. pick, the first guy, they're kind of fishing, and they talk about the fact that Brandon Marshall's been cut, and one of them says, man, he worked with the ones all camp. And that's what Brandon Marshall goes, dude, I worked with the ones the entire way. I'm never seen on the show until the final week when you focus on me because I'm getting released. Yeah. But I always liked seeing how the players handled it, how the coaches handled it. You saw a little bit with the linebacker from Ontario. Yeah. When Paul Gunther said, hey, I'll yeah. put a word in for you. It's just the game's changed a little bit. How about that? Four linebackers. Yeah. I mean, four linebackers. How many times the defense is running a 3-4, and now they right. have four linebackers on the whole fucking team? Right. That's crazy. Um, a lot of undrafted rookies, a lot of rookies on that team. I enjoyed it. I just didn't think last night was the best one. How about the fact that they didn't want to keep Mike Glennon and then had to because Peterman got hurt? Yeah. I mean, it made it clear, like, fuck. Yeah. Now we got to keep Glennon. Who the hell was that? I don't know. It was on the Raider, Raider website. Um, I wonder who would have made it back. And yeah. Then, well, then, then they shot, Then they went out and signed Deshaun Kaiser to play quarterback as well. Now they have all those fucking quarterbacks there. Really? This guy collects quarterbacks like crazy. Yeah. I. I. That's the other reason why we're here um, tonight and not tomorrow night. I mean, we've got Bears and Packers tomorrow yeah. night. Two teams that I pay attention to for the NFC North. But I'm telling you, the Bears are back to being a marquee team. Just got a really tough schedule, but yes. And don't you think right now with everything that you hear that Aaron Rodgers is pissed that that all of a sudden becomes an interesting team to watch? Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what. I was was one of those guys that I never hated the Packers because yeah. I always thought Favre was interesting. Aaron Rodgers yeah. was interesting. I'm burnt out on the fucking Packers, man. I'm so I'm burnt out on Aaron Rodgers. I'm almost like, are you he insane? He was a dick when he was yeah, here. He was at Cal. Yeah, he came yeah. here and played for Cal against Mike Leach in Texas Tech. Yeah, and he and Jeff Tedford were complete bitches. Yeah, Com and and Mike Leach and Sonny, uh, Sonny Yeah, ran him off the field. Yep, it was great. Yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers' last game. Yeah, ran him right off the field. But Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm just I'm kind of just burnt out on everything Green Bay right now. But I heard somebody the other day, and I would give credit to where it was, but they say that he doesn't like anything going on. It's Matt LaFleur's the, yeah. the coach there, right? That he's upset there. He doesn't like anything going on. He's pissed and 
that they think he may make one last run at MVP. And you go, all right. And uh, I don't know. 35. I tell you what, if I was the Packers a year ago, I would have called the Giants and said, Hmm. we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers for a million picks. How about the fact uh, Philadelphia, according to Ian Rappaport, the only team to this point that's contacted the Chargers about Melvin Gordon and the, the pick was, we'll send you Jordan Howard, you send us Gordon, we'll exchange mid-round picks, but we're going to need you to send a bunch of cash too. Yeah. Chargers off. said no, but if you're Melvin Gordon, there is no market for you right now no. at all. And how does that feel after Zeke gets his money? Which is, uh, I thought, to be honest, I thought Tom Telesco handled it perfectly. He right. waited to the very end before he gave him what he wanted, which said you can go seek a trade. Yeah. And he knew that everyone is almost set to where they are. Right. And uh, I, th- I thought, again, Telesco handled it great. Melvin Gordon's hurt all the time. Man. You Man. know, he's, he's hurt all the time. And I tell you what, with uh, Andrew Luck not playing this Sunday against the Chargers and the Chargers playing the Lions in game two, they could easily be 2-0. and And then Melvin Gordon, then what does your bargaining power happen? Nothing. You know? Yeah, nothing. Um, we will be back. What time are you done Sunday? I'll be back here by uh, probably 8 o'clock Sunday night. All right. So we'll come down. We'll do a show Sunday yeah, I'm, night. I'm curious we'll recap. to know what happens about the walk. Yeah, we'll recap the walk. Again, we'll see everybody at Balboa Park coming out Sunday morning. Walk for Remembrance, all the information on their website. Thank you again to everybody who's donated. If you go to that site, just look up Dave and Jeff show. Uh, you can donate 5, 10, 15, 25. Some people have donated even more than that. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you Sunday morning in Balboa Park, and then Dave will be back here Sunday night. Absolutely. All right. Good night, everybody. My life.